Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. y'all we're back for another episode of tis the podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the christmas spirit alive 365 days a year and we also take a break in october to do some halloween stuff too so that's what we're here for tonight i'm julia i'm tom i'm mike it's mike hello mike westfall advent calendar house man we love it when you're on oh thanks i'm happy to be here we should do Damn, spooky it's... names. We should do spooky names. Spooky names. It's Tis the Pumpcast <laughs> with Gulia and Tomb. And I'm Mike West Halloween. <laughs> and we're waiting on our friend Agony. <laughs> Perfection. Oh, we are waiting on Anthony. Miss... You're making me not even miss Anthony a little bit. <laughs> He will be with us shortly, hopefully. He had to run and get one of his McDonald's pails. Oh my uh, gosh, did I, you get a McDonald's pail? I got a McDonald's pail. Oh, it's magic. I got, and I got, I got another McDonald's pail. Ah, the ghost was always my favorite. And I got another McDonald's pail. <gasps> They're all three out? They, all three are out. It seems like each McDonald's got one type of pail. So um, you have to search, and I found a Twitter thread about someone asking about the Orlando area, and I found I, the one near work had the pumpkin, and then I found that two that are closer to my house had the witch and the ghost. So I said, guess I'm doing that after I get off, and I did. Love it. Well so done. I got very lucky. I'm super excited. We got, so we got two today. We got two of McBoo. And I didn't know why we got two, but Christine said she wants her own to keep pristine and doesn't want to fight Ellie over it. So she got one for herself and one for <laughs> Ellie. Priorities. All right. So I've got to know, what, how do you rank them? What's your favorite? I mean, I have I had an original McPunkin from 1986 for a very long time, and then it cracked when I when I moved. So I was happy to get the pumpkin first. Uh, and that was like the original. And then I think I like The Witch next and, and Ghost third out of three um all... you just went in my exact order for the same reason hey well, mine, right. did, mine didn't break when we moved mine uh got destroyed in the great flood oh dear oh yeah the great houston flood yep. ghost was always my favorite and then the pumpkin and the witch uh the mcdonald's by my house has the ghost if you need me to pick it up for you uh we will probably be hitting some uh, mcdonald's tomorrow to try and boost our collection. Very nice. oh, I guess you have to buy like 72 of them for all of your children, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, only two in the family that really care about Happy Meals anymore. Really only one. 
which is both sad and awesome at the same time. Mike, how's it going? How's your Christmas season shaping up to be on Advent Calendar House? This one's going to be fun. I'm about two-thirds of the way recording, and I'll be ready to roll by December 2nd, and it's going to be fun times. We're super excited. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, I tell everybody when they ask, you know, what Christmas podcasts I listen to, without a doubt, uh, you're always one of the top three, depending on on the day. (laughs) It's a good day. I'm not going to say who the other two that that alternate in there, but I will I say don't. that uh, it's fine. But but I will say I love Advent Calendar House. Thank mm-hmm. you. I I appreciate y'all, and it's always fun to to be back on here. Well, we're super excited to have you on here, particularly today, because it's like the cross section of two things you happen to be an expert on, and you might even be an expert on the third, but I'm not even sure. I so tonight, call myself an expert, but continue. Well. In present company, you are absolutely an expert, but I think even beyond that, you're an expert on one. Um, As it is October, we're covering Halloween material as opposed to Christmas material. And tonight we are talking about the 2021 TV special, i.e. Disney Plus special, because we consider that TV now. It's TV. That's right. Um, Muppets Haunted Mansion. And you are the expert of the two things, Disney and Muppets. Um, love them up it's always have we've talked about that when we discussed the christmas toy earlier this year and uh, Mm -hmm. the haunted mansion is my favorite theme park ride of all time you're good people you're good people mike hey thanks (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's a great place to start even before i get into what the special covers i would like to know histories with the haunted mansion ride itself And we've already done histories with Muppets, so let's not cover that one. Let's just do histories with the Haunted Mansion ride and why you love it so much, Mike. Let's start there. Uh, First time I went to Walt Disney World, I was eight years old, and I just, something about that big looming mansion on the hill spoke to me. And I, that was kind of the first year of my life that, yeah, I want to go on a scary ride. And then when I went on it, it, it was like kind of safe spooky just just fun spooky stuff and it but you know they still had at the time some of those uh jump scares like they screamed at you they kind of toned that down since uh, but i just it, it was just a comfy place to be in that doom buggy there and and laughing <laughs> at at death puns is my idea of a good time <laughs> Have you been to, have you ever been to Disneyland? I can't remember. I have not. I know that they do an overlay involving the Nightmare Before Christmas. My wife has been there. She tells me it's fantastic. So hopefully in the next decade or so, we will make our way out there. So if she had to pick which Haunted Mansion is her favorite, what would I be? I will ask her, but but I think she she goes with classic. Okay. That's it's my, hard I've to never top. I've never been to land either. I know the exteriors are very different. The ride is very similar <clears throat> with a few yes. differences. Uh, and the reason for that is that the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland is in an area called New Orleans Square. So it's like a southern mansion. Whereas the one over here in Walt Disney World is in an area called Liberty Square, which is based on 1700s Philadelphia. So it's more of a northeastern 
style mansion, which is something I'm more familiar with because I grew up nearby. Tom, have you ridden the Haunted Mansion? I've never been to Disney, anything. That's right. That's right. Well, when you go. Yet. That is definitely the key. When you go, I can't wait to get your hot take on Haunted Mansion. My history is super similar to yours, Mike. Um, I was younger than, I don't remember how old I was when I first went, but young enough to where I vaguely remembered it for years and years before I revisited again as an older kid and knew immediately that was the first ride I wanted to ride. Um, my brother is seven years older than me and would do the thing where we would sit in the doom buggies and he would do the magic fingers for the bar (laughs) to come back. And I used to think he was like legitimate magic. So the whole ride to me is just as good now as it was back then. Um, my kids agree mostly, but they can be super lame sometimes and don't like it as much as I do. So, you know, like it is what it is. Um, So I love the ride. It is one of my favorite, if not my favorite ride at Disney world. Um, and it's one of those that I would pick first to ride if it was my choice, which when you go with kids, sometimes they all have their own priorities (laughs) and their own interests, but that's right. You got to work your way over there because it's kind of like in a back corner. It is where it it belongs. Okay. Well then we need it. We have a checklist bucket list item, not bucket list. Cause that's morbid or maybe that's appropriate for tonight <laughs> that Tom <laughs> needs to ride. On exactly where it goes. That's it's right. on my, it's on my bucket list. <clears throat> Perfect. Um, okay. So then tonight, what are we talking about? We're talking about Muppets haunted mansion. Let's do a quick plot synopsis a la IMDB, um, which is like sort of quick, but it's not super quick, but I'm going to read it anyway, because I did not do my homework on this. <laughs> With most of the Muppets having fun at Kermit and Miss Piggy's annual Halloween party, Gonzo the Great and Pepe the King Prawn have decided to take on an epic fear challenge. Spend an entire night in the impenetrable castle of the legendary magician, the Great MacGuffin. As the unsuspecting guests meander through the labyrinth corridors of the gloomy tower, hoping to rub shoulders with glamorous celebrities, spine-chilling, blood-curdling events occur, forcing them to face their biggest fears. What have Gonzo and Pepe gotten themselves into this time? Will they stay alive in the most dangerous place on earth or will they spend eternity in the Muppets haunted mansion? It's actually quite good. So Nick on IMDb, good job. Nice and concise. Um, all right, let's hit casting credits. Um, we have covered the Muppets before. Um, so this is going to be kind of a little quicker than most. For our Muppet characters, we do need to call out this is the first time I think we're covering Kermy with his new voice is that correct sounds right uh it yes. hasn't yeah hasn't been matt vogel for very long right no this and is I know, first that we're covering as I know Kermit, he's been with the muppets for a long time um mm-hmm. he was he was carol spinney spinney's understudy for big bird for a long time before taking over full-time mm-hmm. recently i know there are whole feelings in muppets communities about Kermy getting a new voice um do you like what do you think about Kermit with a new voice, Mike? It's going to take some getting used to. And I remember everyone having to get used to Steve Whitmire after the death of Jim Henson. And this is exactly. just a changing of the guard. Steve Whitmire was fired um, for their own reasons. And I don't really have opinions on that because I don't, I haven't been following that whole story and I don't really care. But the fact of the matter is that these things are going to happen as people and performers age or they retire or things like that. 
So we knew eventually we were going to need a new Kermit if we want these characters and this story to continue. And, and we do. Like, even after Jim Henson died, I feel like The Muppet Christmas Carol is the most important Muppet movie because a friend, a person's friends and family all got together and decided, let's keep doing this. So that is where I stand with, with Matt Vogel as Kermit, is that they all want to keep doing this and I want to keep watching it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different voice and it's going to take some getting used to, but I think this particular appearance of Kermit has gone a long way because... In part of it, he's not really acting as Kermit. He's acting as Kermit as another character. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped with Steve Whitmire when he was, he kind of introduced himself to the world as Bob Cratchit, Kermit playing Bob Cratchit. So I think that sort of extra layer to it kind of helps everyone get used to the water, per se. That's a great take. I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, I think that does really help. I mean, I noticed a difference, but I wasn't heartbroken over it, right? Um, like some people seem to be so for me I have a hard time getting as attached to the voices understanding that they're going to change mm-hmm. and I think being young when young enough or old enough to remember the switch from Jim Henson to Steve Whitmire had prepared me for a new Kermit because yeah. it was kind of sh- it was shocking when I was a kid now it's like okay this happened again right mm-hmm and it's more than just someone do it's more than voice acting this is puppetry is. so they needed an established veteran for this what was the puppeteer's wife's name what annette ever since he was young all he wanted to do was marry annette marry annette <laughs> <sighs> that was my that was my these? that was my joke to to uh, end our Rev marketing call on Monday, Julia. My gosh. <laughs> Keep it light. Yep. Keep it spicy. I like it. Um, so Matt Vogel does voice Kermit the Frog in this one. He's also Uncle Deadly, Floyd Pepper, Sweetums, Pops, Crazy Harry. Um, we have Miss Piggy back. Honestly, we have most of the Muppets back. I can't think of any characters, especially characters I love that were not featured in this special. Um, lots of Big names, lots of smaller name, right? Muppets in in this one. Was there anybody yeah, glaring could... that was missing, Mike? I can't think of anyone glaring who was missing. I saw a lot of cameos of characters that I haven't yep. seen in a long time, like uh, uh-huh. like Johnny Fiamma and Salmonella from Muppets Tonight get a big part. <laughs> is that okay? Who is who's the mummy and the skeleton? Were they brand new? They're new. Like they're okay. just. For this uh, yeah it looks like they had i've seen that skeleton muppet before i think in treasure island so it's a variant of that but the mummy i think is a new muppet i'm not sure this is where see my expertise is not so great but i didn't do too much research on that but but they're a good pair really did see some like you said nigel there were some other i'm trying to think of who else was in here that i Robin, Robin shows up. Mm-hmm. Bobo, Bobo the bear. Bobo the bear. Yeah, it was just it was nice seeing a lot of these, and they they had enough of a of a presence that you saw them, but they didn't really steal the show. It was nice to have some visits from old friends, though. Yeah, yeah. the screaming True. goat. The screaming, screaming goat, goat is great. <laughs> yeah, and it keeps like 
coming up. Like they keep calling back to it. Like yep. it reminded me of when they did that in the Grinch movie. Uh huh. As with most Muppets, Muppet movies, it's not just the Muppets in it. They also have some human co-stars with them. Uh, namely in this one are our host. So uh, the guy leading us through the haunted mansion effectively, right. Is played by Will Arnett. He is known simply as the host. Your um, ghost host. Oh, um, Will Arnett, I think we've covered before. Arrested Development. There you, say, go. you must have covered <clears throat> Arrested Development by now. Sure. Yep. Great voice, by the way. His voice great work actor. is pretty amazing. Yep, great actor. I love Will Arnett. Big fan. Um, playing the bride, which is a part of the ride. Um, the bride that cuts yes. her husband's heads off is Taraji P. Henson. Um, slight take on this one she doesn't just chop all their heads well she doesn't kill them by chopping their heads off um some of them she drowns and then cuts their head off i'm so sorry the bride's canonical name on the ride and and they do say it in this in this special is constance Constance. i think she's most known for um hustle and flow right that was her hustle and flow with terrence howard oh i would have said hidden figures yeah i would have said oh hidden hidden figures Oh, God, that movie's good. <laughs> the mom and the karate kid with Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh, is she really? She was, I think so. Oh gosh, she was on uh, Boston Legal as well, mm-hmm. and that uh, Steve Carell, Tina Fey, Date Night. Oh, I didn't oh, see Date, date Night. That's a oh, good it's one. good. It's good. It's 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 a good date night movie with the wife. Ah, happily named. Um, another human character we have is, um, Darren Chris from we covered him Glee, which we, we covered. covered. Yep. 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 He's our caretaker. Um, so he's got a song at the beginning and a little bit at the end, kind of bookends the special, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is our limo driver that gets them to the haunted mansion to begin with. Um, we and we know her, her from community. community. That's right. Ding. Um, it's kind of like a greatest hits of ABC property actors. Yeah. <laughs> Who can we put in here? <laughs> um, so you also see as ghosts, and this was a lot of fun to me. Um, we get Alfonso Rivera, who we've covered in um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Christmas specials. He is a ghost. So Carlson is was a ghost. hard for me. He's Ed yeah. Asner. Yeah. Yeah. Ed this Asner was, shows this, up as a ghost. This came out right after he died. Yeah, this was the first thing I saw him in after his death, and he's playing a ghost. He's playing playing, uh, Claude, resting here beneath the sod. (laughs) And I think they dedicated this special to him as well. They did. They did like in in memory of Ed Asner in the credits there. That was nice. Right. Uh, Chrissy Metz from that show I didn't watch, but everybody else did. This is us. This is us. She is in it as well. She's the opera singer who's one of my favorite ghosts personally in the ride. I think she's a ton of yeah. fun. Um, Janine. Mike, she is, she, you're born in September of 80, right? Yes. So is she. Oh, now I got to look up. Look at that. September, September 29th, 1980. Okay. I am older than her by five days. You I share wish... a birthday with Jim Henson. I think I mentioned that last time. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, Janine My Jenkins is also a ghost in this first little um, music number 
that we're oh, seeing. Jeannie Mai, yeah. I know her from USA used to have this like interstitial program. Like, you know how they did dinner in a movie and they did interstitials? They had another yeah. program like that called Character Fantasy where like people could be on the show like about like what sorts of things they fantasize about. Like one girl fantasized about being a ninja and another guy fantasized about being a rock star. I had an ex-girlfriend who was on the on the program and she fantasized about being a celebrity spokesmodel. So she trained to do a car commercial and she got to film it and everything for this USA show. That's cool. And that's, that's where I know cool. Jeannie Mai from. Very nice. <laughs> um, I know we her have from this. <clears throat> yeah, I know her from this too. She's on one of those talk shows. I think she's on the uh, real, the real. Is that the one mm -hmm. with Sarah Gilbert? Yeah. Okay. Her face was familiar, but not enough for me to immediately be able to say that's where I know her. I just Googled her. She also did, she was the celebrity makeup stylist for TRL. Oh, my oh goodness. wow. One other very big notable ghosts. Um, Danny Trejo plays the ghost yes. of Hewitt. Yes, he did. He was wonderful yes. to see in a special of this nature. He does a I'm, lot of stuff with the Muppets. He was, uh, well, no, I think he was in a deleted scene for Muppets Most Wanted, but he showed up on the on the 2015 Office style show, and he showed up on Muppets Now. Mm -hmm. And th it's just a great pairing. It is. And um, Danny Trejo has he's been a serious actor for a long time, yeah. and kind of developed the stereotype role that he always plays. Yeah. And as he's gotten older, I've really enjoyed watching him take it less seriously and make fun of himself, like on commercials and everything. He's just, yeah. he's, he seems like such a fun actor. Mm -hmm. I remember he did, he did some real crap. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta look, I gotta look. Hold on. Sorry. It looked like it was going to be good, but it wasn't. It was a movie from, oh, yeah. Uh, did y'all see Machete and Machete Kills? Yes. No. They were just so bad. But it was like they had De Niro in it and St Steven Seagal. Yeah, I feel like it was like that sort of bad on purpose. But I think so. Uh, yeah. Like I had a good time watching it. Like Grindhouse bad? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Is Grindhouse supposed to be bad? The new in a, ones in a way. are... What's his name did that Grindhouse movie with Tarantino? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that like was campy. That, it is. Campy. It was a. Yeah. It was. It was meant to be very, very campy. I don't know yeah. that they were in the in the beginning. The original Grindhouse films, I think, were trying no. to be. No, cool. they've kind of worked their way up there. Um, our last uh, ghost in the graveyard um, is Sashir Zamata, who is on the Home Economics Show right now on ABC. She was on SNL too. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I love her. I don't I remember her from love SNL. Home Economics. But Home Economics is a great show. If you haven't watched, I it. love. She was also. We're going back to what we were talking about last week with Jay. She was on Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers too. Nice. Um, in the same opening scene, as we sort of walk our way through the special while we're talking about the cast, um, is a very notable Haunted Mansion mm -hmm. thing. It's the singing busts, right? It's a huge mm -hmm. part of yes. the Haunted Mansion mm -hmm. ride. Um, it is not... Um, uh, who did the voice for those? It's on the tip of my tongue. In the in the ride. It's his name. 
Thurl oh. Ravenscroft is probably That's the one it. you're thinking of. The deep. Yes. Voice. You're a mean right. one. Yeah. Mr. Grinch. So they decided not to do that with this special. And instead they've got some ABC stars in there as well. So we've got Craig Robinson, who we have actually yes. absolutely covered in uh, the office first. And I think in other things, he is a singing bust, which was super fun to see him. Um, Pat Sajak of, yep. <laughs> of wheel of fortune fame is also a bust, which that would probably be the highlight, honestly, of my career, if I would make it as the haunted mansion bust in any iteration. So that's pretty fun. He definitely looked like he was having the time of his life, just being a singing <laughs> bust and getting mo-capped that's just right. his face though. <laughs> um, Justina Mikado is also one of the singing busts. Um, she has been on some shows, six feet under a uh, movie, the purge anarchy. She's in one day at a time, a show I am not familiar with. Um, but she's had a fair amount of TV as well as movie um, stuff. She is a voice in Elena of Avalor. If you want your Disney connection oh, and why they probably she tapped her first. She's Carmen. Okay. That's it's the only thing while. I know her I from. I don't remember. Okay. Elena of Avalor. <laughs> I have a six-year-old daughter. It has not been a yeah, while for no, me. Yeah, <laughs> no. My, my, my girls are 12 it's, and 10, so we've yeah. they've moved on. <laughs> Um, Jeff Keeley is also a voice of a bust. Um, you may have seen him in, well, he's produced a whole bunch of stuff. Hold on. We're, we're missing my other favorite bust. What? My other one. She said. That's Craig Robinson. <laughs> no, she said Craig Robinson. That I was said the first Craig Robinson. Did. He was oh, did I miss one. that? Oh, and we, I, all <laughs> we all rejoiced. We all rejoiced. Never mind. Um, uh, it looks well, it's that appropriate that I did the that's what she said joke for Craig Robinson. It's very appropriate. <laughs> it's very appropriate. He was uh he was in that that cinematic masterpiece, Hot Tub, Hot time, tub machine. time Machine. Mm, there you go. I love Craig Robinson so much though. <laughs> it looks like Jeff Keeley is mostly known for being a video game journalist. Oh. Which I didn't know was a job, but that's pretty cool. He's the host of Spike TV's video game show Gamehead, which is consistently the highest rated video game show on television. Oh, that's why he also Jeff writes Nicole a lot is. and produces a lot. <laughs> and then our last singing bust is Sky Jackson, who looks like did some voice work in the Smurfs. She was also in Bunked, the Disney TV show Bunked. Oh, okay. That's our Disney guy with that one. Uh, other human actors um, are <laughs> one other one to name, really. John Stamos has Why a wonderful Stamos? little, also an ABC property <laughs> presence um, in this one as well as a uh, super I, handsome John Stamos. I think that got lost. Can, can we hear you do your peppy John Stamos impression? Again? John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> John Stamos has a great little cameo here. It's like one of the few jump scares of this special. And like that one got me. That one got me too. That it one got great. me too. Okay. So premise of the show, we've got like the actual haunted mansion. So if you're a haunted mansion fan, um, this pays just tons of fan service. Like oh really goodness. the whole thing. Right yeah, out absolutely. of the gate with the license plate on the hearst where the state is it just says corruptible mortal 
the corruptible <laughs> mortal state, which is a fantastic Easter egg. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got Gonzo and Pepe that are showing up to this mansion under the ploy of last the night and yay for you, right? Gonzo's not scared of anything. Um, Pepe is just there for the, he's there for the famous people. Um, and it, it's definitely been done before, right? Where you've got somebody in, in the situation for a purpose and then the tag along who's just there to kind of rub elbows. So that's not fresh and new, but it feels so fun, especially with these two, with Gonzo and his Gonzo ways. And then Pepe is one of my favorite Muppets of all time, because pretty much anything he says is hilarious to me. (laughs) Um, And he's delightful with the jokes, the jokey jokes and the mispronunciation. So it's great. Um, So they show up and we have our ghost host at the front of it and we get a walk through the ride. I mean, we're walked through the whole ride. Effectively, we get the stretching room at the beginning, which I love so much. Where we're introduced to some new characters we mentioned briefly earlier, where we've got the skeleton and the mummy, who are also very funny to me. There's something I don't know how they puppet that mummy. Very carefully. Like it's it's got to be like the rods and stuff, right? Because like there's nowhere for a hand to go, so I don't. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely the rods. Disney especially, even I think in the Muppet movies that they put on Disney Plus, they've been kind of photoshopping out the rods, which I'm not a fan of. I I like the rods. I like seeing it. I remember as a kid, like first seeing them on Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock and my my little kid brain, the gears are turning and kind of figuring out, oh, that's how they make this work. And I feel like Jim Henson and the whole crew never shied away from that mm-hmm. uh, to a point they did like they wouldn't like take the head off of Big Bird and be like, hey, I'm an actor under here. But they also didn't shy away from th- these are puppets and they break the fourth wall and they're all in on the joke, basically. Yep. Yeah, I'm bummed by not seeing him, too. I didn't think about that, but it's like I couldn't put my finger on how it looked different in some of the newer Muppet things. And that's what it is. So they're eliminating parts of how it works. Yeah. Trying to make it a little too clean, but it's fine. I mean, Muppets on a screen is always a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy. um, So towards the beginning and in the ride, um, there are parts where you're just ferrying down a hallway and so you get the lightning in the hallway with the pictures on one side and when the lightning flashes they turn into bones which i always thought was so cool oh yeah like they do a great job of just recreating that cue getting onto the doom buggy with the stretching room and then you're in the next room and it looks just like the next room Mm -hmm, it does um so as we're walking through the ride Pepe, while looking for famous people, keeps asking that question, but is terrified by everything. And Gonzo is just amazed by everything, which I like. Um, Nothing really scares him. And he's just fascinated. And when something like jumps out or whatever, he's like, amazing. Yeah. So great. Love it. You know, that's me in a haunted house. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Scared in those things. I don't like being jumped out at. I don't know. They always make me laugh for some reason, I guess. I I think it's a defense mechanism, to be honest. I think it's just, if I, if it looks like I'm smiling, then they won't hurt me. 
That seems like sound reasoning to me, honestly. Pro tip, kids. I do want to go back to uh, to Darren Chris for a second because the caretaker, um, he's yes. the guy where you're on the ride and you crash out the window and you're in the graveyard and it's like the only living human on the ride itself and he's shivering and he's got his dog with him. So the dog Muppet that they use in this special is from an Easter special called The Tale of the Bunny Picnic with Bean Bunny. It's the same dog or like the same model of dog, which... Uh -huh. Just when I figured that out, I was so excited. How so? When is that special from? I assume they pulled him out of deep storage. Yeah, that was from 1986. Oh, so nice. that was like like Jim Henson voiced that dog, and it was just him <laughs> going bark, bark. <laughs> oh, it's so great! I have an episode on it. It's an Easter special. It's so fun. Okay, I'll have to check that out. I loved the dog. The dog felt like old Muppet and yeah, so cute. So cute. And that's so funny. I've gotten stuck in the ride at that point, right. When you're entering into the graveyard, you know, so oh, you're really? like half tilted backwards. It's before it levels you out again, because Tom, you're going down. So they, your doom buggy spins around and then you kind of like lay back where you're almost you're at a good angle, right? It's pretty comfortable. So not it's not an uncomfortable moment to go down. Yeah. So so <laughs> in story, you're in the attic with the with the bride, and then you crash out this window. And I think in story, you're jumping out this window to escape the mansion, and you're in the graveyard now. And all yep. the ghosts in the graveyard are just out having a big old fun time. Yep. Hmm. And as is alluded to later in this special, how it does periodically break down. And I can't say my last few trips to Disney, I have not had a ride where it didn't stop at a certain point. So that wonderful throwback to the little message, please stay seated in the doom, you know, whatever he says. Doom, That's right. And no flash photography because it scares the ghosts. Like okay. I've been stuck in that <laughs> oh. graveyard <laughs> during that whole breakdown. And it was like extra nostalgic. You know, our ride is doing a really good job when the breakdown message becomes ingrained in you and you kind of don't hate it. <laughs> right. Playful spooks like have interrupted our tour. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> glad they they got that reference in here because it's part of the experience. <laughs> it really is part of the experience. Yeah. I liked his song. I mean, the song was neat at the beginning um the rest in peace song i mean yeah Chris they do a, a lot really of nice callbacks voice. to to the headstones and the <laughs> poems on the headstones so i'm glad they fit that in there and Me then too. they kind of segued into grim grinning ghosts at the end there it was it was nice yeah it was a good start. Chris just has a beautiful voice he does he does, he does have he a really beautiful does. voice has he um, got a christmas album I feel like all celebrities of his level, musical celebrities of his level, do Christmas albums. I just Surely. saw Leslie Leslie Odom Jr. has one now. Oh, I know. I mean, he had a couple of songs on those uh, Glee Christmas albums. Yeah, I don't know if he has his own, but get hmm. on it, Darren Chris. Darren Chris Christmas. <laughs> oh, he does. It's a Darren very Christmas. It's a very Darren Christmas. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Well you got to lean into it. <laughs> Oh, y'all. Hold on. There it is. Oh, it's all him. <laughs> it's, it's all. He's every member of the family. <laughs> oh, that's great. And it has a whole Christmas air to it, right? Those variety specials where they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. 
That's excellent. That's a lot of tabs. Yeah, you got a lot of tabs. It gives me. I'm switching browsers. Oh. I'm pulling up everything saved. I'm moving to Arc. Arc? Oh. I don't know that one. Neither. It's the trendy schmendy one now. Well, all right. <laughs> if y'all want an invite to try a new browser, hit me up. I'm good. <laughs> let me know how it goes and then <laughs> let you figure out if it's worth having or not. I switch browsers every couple of years. Yeah, that hurts me. <laughs> then where do all my bookmarks go? To the new browser. You got to export them and then import them. That's I don't trust works. that. I don't trust that. Stuff gets lost. Um. Okay, so while... I do want to echo what you said about John Stamos's jump scare. That one got me. It got me, got me. So yeah. like Pepe finally sees a star that he knows or a star period. Yeah. And it's John Stamos. Who, what does he call him again? Do the thing. Juan Stamos. <laughs> and he talks about how handsome he is, which is absolutely true. The man ages like fine wine. Um, and his face transforms into a monster type Muppet. And it got me. I jumped in my seat. So well done. We get a wonderful, um, we get the, the ballroom scene that you get in the ride as well, but with all Muppets and I love the ghosts, the ghost Muppets that remind me of the ghost of Christmas past in Muppet Christmas Carol, the, you know, the creepy baby girl who's floating. I liked them. They were fun. Um, I don't know if this was filmed to be viewed necessarily in 3d, I'm not sure that it was oh, I don't because it was a so. Disney plus, yeah. but it maybe they were just leveraging the, let me scare you by jumping into screen at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe. And that, that great hall area of the ride looks like it's supposed to be this big open space and they recreate it nicely here. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that ballroom, we do have that scene with it's Madam Pigota with Miss Piggy in the crystal ball. So they're doing this whole ride in order, mostly. that the They put Darren Chris at the beginning. That's the only thing that's different. But mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much lines up. Huh. Yeah. Y'all are making me want to go to Disney now. <laughs> you should go to Disney now. It's always a good idea. Hit me <clears throat> up when you come. But, oh, um, I will. Yeah. So you have Madame Pagoda in the, in the crystal ball. You have, uh, she recites her little seance there and you have the electric mayhem as the music from regions beyond which is a nice (laughs) touch Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's a cameo she calls out for cam clean my ball uh and and a maid who's dressed like the cast members on that ride dress and uh this is kim irvine she is a longtime disney imagineer and so was her mother. Her mother was Leota Toombs, who was the face of Madame Leota in the crystal ball. I did not know that. Yeah. That so is it's excellent. not her voice. Her voice is uh, Eleanor, Ald- uh, yeah, Eleanor Audley, who was Maleficent and Maleficent. Cinderella's stepmother. But uh, Leota Toombs is, is the face in the crystal ball. So an absolute perfect cameo here, keeping it in the family. <laughs> I like that part of the ride, too. Um, she always used to freak me out a little bit. Like that was one of the scarier parts of the ride for me when I was a little bitty because okay. Madame Leota's face was, I don't know, just kind of scary to me. Yeah. Little... The way they project her face kind of from inside 
the mm-hmm. crystal ball makes it look like something's happening in that crystal ball. So yeah, really cool. That's where I always get stuck on the ride. So oh, is it? Her and yeah, I, I usually get to hear her whole spiel because she has several different uh, lines in her seance there, and different mm-hmm. things happen with floating instruments and stuff. In the ballroom ghosts, we do get some good Muppet humor injected that made me smile. Um, so we've got the two um, paintings on the wall and the ride have a standoff and they shoot each other. Uh, they, they call draw and then they shoot each other. Um, and this particular one, <laughs> they say draw and they're actually drawing. They have little pads of paper. Yeah, it's, I thought it was wonderful. It's Sam the Eagle and Pops. <laughs> the, uh, the, the old man Muppet with the glasses and the big mustache are mm-hmm. the two... Uh, duelists in the paintings that are <laughs> that now have drawing pads <laughs> and you have rolf on the organ we we don't see rolf in a lot of modern muppet stuff or he's oh he's very low-key lately but he's starting to pop up in more and more things and it's mm-hmm. good i missed rolf yeah rolf is great and the song they sing in this particular part of the special is life hereafter um, and it's a big ensemble cast song. Kermy starts it off. Um, he does a bit of um, not stand up, but he kind of leads the way in the stage show that happens in this room. Um, and I liked the song. The song was super catchy to me. It had a really good beat to it. And while I couldn't sing it for you right now, I liked it <laughs> quite a bit. Um, Because you can see a whole lot of Muppet faces in this scene. This is the one where they really pull out like a bunch of Muppets I hadn't seen in a long time and maybe even new ones. I'm sure there are new ones. There are a lot of old ones. If you remember the old at the dance sequence in like the first few seasons of the Muppet show itself, Mm -mm. they had a lot of those like Wayne and Wanda is a popular Muppet couple in that at the dance scene. So they're the ones with kind of the big noses at the beginning. And a few of the other couples are also from that scene. Like the one where like a monster in person mm-hmm. next to kind of looks like a bird. I'm, her <laughs> name is escaping me. Oh, <laughs> like right after we get off the call, I'm going to think of it and be like, ah, but they're all there. This song weirdly is kind of a half parody of Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast for no yep, reason I is. can tell. But it they is. like it's joke after joke calling back for be our guest, but with like a morbid sense of humor to it, and I couldn't understand why. But it it works. It does work. Yeah, I was totally surprised. Speaking of be our guest and dead people, uh, pour one out for <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh yeah, that was sad. Yeah, it was. Reminded me when I was rewatching it this time. It's just like, oh, 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 yeah. yeah. But this is where they get the the doom buddy buggy interruption, and of course, the two people riding the doom buggy are Statler and Waldorf, or ghosts of them. Okay, so here it's right after this that Pepe and Gonzo split. Yes, right? because uh, right at the end of this song is when Constance shows up, the bride. And just, right. yeah, starts putting Pepe in her little trance. Woos him away. That's yes. right. So that's where we have a veering of storylines. So we've got Pepe and Constance have a musical number up in their attic, up in her attic. Um, yes. Tie the knot tango, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah. The ghosts of her 
former husbands are also there, which reminded me of Stardust, um, the Neil Gaiman movie if, with all the dead brothers yeah. or yeah. heirs or whatever. Same they were. story, basically. Mm-hmm. And that was wonderful. Plus, the song was just good. And Taraji P. Henson can really command she can. a scene. She's just electric in her face. And I'm assuming that was her singing. Um, She's it, credited. Yeah. You can, down- so you can she, download that album. She has a lovely voice and totally carries that whole scene. Um, on the other flip side of it, Gonzo is now like approaching his climax to the whole thing, right? Like nothing is scaring him and he's realizing, oh, everybody here is scared or are trapped here because of fear. And so the host is trying to get Gonzo's great fear to come out. He ends up in room 999. Oopsie. It's actually room 666 and is confronted with himself in a magic mirror. Oh my God. And it's here that Gonzo does realize what his great fear is. It's being out or, or not being around his friends because there are parts that are sprinkled throughout the special where we do see like real Kermit, not Kermit playing somebody in the haunted mansion, Kermit and Peggy all at a Halloween party. Um, as each other, they're, they're except Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Miss Piggy's dressed up Ms. as Kermit. Miss Piggy's dressed as Kermit. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, I'm no, sorry. It's just not as apparent because like. <laughs> she's still got she, her dress on. That's right. She's committed to the role. She even does mm. the yay. <laughs> so this Gonzo starts to spookily turn into ghosty old Gonzo. And... Yeah. He starts to age rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like like Christmas present does now that I'm thinking of it, but Gonzo's rapid aging is really disturbing. Like his nose shrivels up, and he's got sprouts of white the, hair kind of yep. coming out in all directions, and his pupils get teeny tiny. His pupils get teeny tiny. He looks like a whole different creature, but it, mm-hmm. it's 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 a really neat transformation because they keep cutting back to him and he's getting older and older and more withered like he looks like uh, one of those shrunken apple heads yes yes he does i have a friend who's had a shrunken apple head for oh goodness it's probably close on 20 years now and every time he brings it out for halloween it just looks worse and worse oh no <laughs> um so Gonzo comes to realize what his great fear is and decides it's time to get the heck out of there. Um, yeah. So when he's talking on the phone with Kermit earlier, they're FaceTiming Kermit's the problem. And the reason he's doing this stunt is because he feels like he needs to do all these stunts. I'm staying in this house all night to see if it, if I can do it because if I don't do all these great stunts, then why bother calling me the great Gonzo? And Kermit tells him, well, you don't have to be the great Gonzo to be great Gonzo. Mm-hmm. And here is where he finally understands what that means. And he's afraid that no one will care about him if he's not doing dangerous stunts. When in reality, people care about him because he's their friend. And that it was sweet. really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked that. You don't have to be the great Gonzo to be great Gonzo. Oh, and I'm Kermit. just going to pause. This was our Linus moment, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. This this gives a running for the Kermit moment. 
this is what it's all this is what halloween is all about gonzo (laughs) yeah this is a legit linus moment instead of the uh what did you call it the winifred moment the winifred moment yeah Yeah. right i think it works both ways i don't know it can (laughs) yeah so gonzo is heading out then of the haunted mansion um time to leave time to go and realizes pepe is no longer with him (laughs) and the ghost host tells him yeah you can leave but i don't think pepe is going anywhere and so that leads gonzo to rescue pepe from constance Constance, before he loses his head and um he does and they escape and as they're leaving the ghost host tells them you can go you know well done you did a good job and then transforms into the great i can't even remember the great mcguffin that's the The great mcguffin that's the joke mcguffin so and he's got a French speaking fish in his jacket pocket that is a literal red herring. <laughs> Say literal yeah. red. And in the posters, it is. It yes, even it's in the highlighted as the red It was all there the whole time, and they just they disappear just as the sun rises. <laughs> and they get to go. And we are closed out by Dancing in the Moonlight by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Funny thing here that song came on at the end and I was like, man, this is a good song. Who, who sings it again? Cause that's the question, right? When it's a seventies artist, I feel like for me anyway. And so we told Ethan, we're like, ask Siri who it is. And so he goes, Siri, who is this? And he held it up to the screen and Siri's like, it's Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem dancing <laughs> in the moonlight. And I was like, that is amazing. Right, <laughs> to even recognize because... who's singing it in the moment. Well, yeah. Cause it. It, well, th- they have this soundtrack on Apple music. Mm-hmm. I did but, not realize that until that moment. And I was like, Siri is so smart. Yeah. I forget who wrote the song. I, the, the version I know is by a band called King Harvest. Yes. Uh, Morrison is, or Van Morrison's also attributed with it as well. Was he a okay. part of that band? We were confused by that. I don't think so. But I mean, music. Van Morrison was everywhere in the seventies. Sure. But it was a great, it's a great closer song. I never in a million years would have put that. When I listen to that song, I don't think of ghosts dancing in the moonlight. But now you will. But now I do. Makes sense. Now it is quite perfect. So well done for making that connection. Um, Overall special. Do we love it? I love it. I love it. I I just spent the whole special just pointing at my TV like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I get that. I get that. Exactly. Oh, it's that character. It, like, my wife can attest to that. I spent the the whole special just with a grin on my face. So, do we think that the people? Because this special got, I mean, it it got fair ratings, I guess. Um, I feel like the people that probably scored it the highest are people who have an affinity for the haunted mansion, and the people who scored it the lowest are maybe people that don't have that connection and they're just running on a Muppets connection, maybe maybe i don't know i i've heard mostly positive things by both muppet fans and disney fans because it's, me too yeah um but they also recognize that it's really it, it this is a fan service thing like that's its intent and the director kirk thatcher who has done so many muppet things and so many other things like he knows that mm-hmm. and he he really plays to the intended audience what I what I've enjoyed about tonight is listening to you two talk about the ride and how they've incorporated the ride that I've never been on into the movie. 
but it's it didn't change fun. the fact that I love the movie even without that that back knowledge, that backstory that y'all have. So, and we didn't even mention the is it the box ghost the box head oh Fozzie he's the he's Gauzy the hat box bear. <laughs> That's right. Oh my Which is goodness! A Disneyland feature, soon to be Disney World feature. Did you see that they're going to put? I did. Ghosts in the Disney World. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, let's do it. Like he he would show up outside the ride once in a while as not really a character, but sort of a feature, especially during the not so scary Halloween parties. You can oh, get really? A picture and Hatbox would show up. Uh, you know what? As far as a Halloween movie goes. This is definitely something my family has watched more than once mm. since it came out last year. Uh, it's definitely part of our canon. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. Nice. I'll come in at a nine as well. What you, Mike? I'm going to give it an eight just because I'm rating it like on all of my Halloween things that I watch and all of my Muppets things that I watch. Uh, but, I mean, it is... It, it's something that I, I really, really enjoy and I really, really love. So it's it's a kind eight. I think I'm really going to need that list, Mike. What's that? I'm going to need your list of Halloween and your Muppet list oh, as goodness. well. Oh, I'll, goodness. I'll do my best. But my favorite Halloween thing to watch every year is Garfield. I love Garfield. Oh, yeah. That's solid. I like it better than Charlie Brown. I like it better than all of the things I I watch, but... Garfield is my number one, but this I would say is is creeping up there. So, ask me in another year, and I might bring it up to a nine. <laughs> nice. I like I love those movies that uh, age like wine, right? They do, yeah. So that gives us that brings us to an eight and three quarters. And I've got to do Anthony's job for him since he's not here. <laughs> uh, this I would, I mean, based on this list, and it hasn't been updated for this year, but this this looks like it would come in at number two, right under the perfect ten hocus pocus. Sounds about yeah. right. I think this is actually number three behind hocus pocus two. Okay, that's a good spot so, for it. I love solid hocus spot. Pocus I did too. I was really nervous about it going into it because they we've seen so many things where they've remade them or done a sequel later and it flops but this mm-hmm. one just carried the same energy and uh, i loved it yeah and i think that's why it was successful because it wasn't trying to be the same thing it was trying something different but it it knew like it knew what it was right it insisted upon and itself. it was charming that's charming um Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Happy to for be here. For all this the people so who love your perfect radio voice, where can they hear more of you? <laughs> well, if you like the sound of my voice, uh, you can find the Advent Calendar House at adventcalendar.house. I will have 12 new episodes coming in December, and one of them will have Muppets. Ooh. Ooh, excited about that. And you can and- find me on Twitter at FallWestMike. If you are interested in getting more content, Anthony this week loaded some more stuff into Patreon. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can get bonus content if you go to patreon.com slash tis the podcast, or you can find all of our social media where you can hang out, talk to us, um, tell us just how wrong we are about your favorite movie at linktree.com slash tis the podcast. Next week, we finish up our 
Halloween spooky month with the Halloween 2018 episode that will drop on Halloween day with Ron Hogan. Have I ever told you that I went to high school in the real Haddonfield? No. Are you serious? Yeah. So the Haddonfield in the movie is based on Haddonfield, New Jersey. And that's where I went to high school. Oh my gosh. That's so random. I know. Let me do my day calculator. Was it super scary? Nope. No, it was it was very like white like, red suburbia, just like you see at the beginning of Halloween '78. <laughs> Successful then. Yep. All right. Well, with all this amazing Halloween stuff coming, we still have our eyes on the goal. And the goal is Christmas, which is only one thousand four hundred and eighty-seven hours away. That is sixty-two days. That is two months and a day, y'all. That's hot dang that time to decorate guys i'm super excited about Getting it close thank you mike come back for a spooky episode on halloween then we are back to keeping the spirit of christmas alive up through the rest of the year and for your additional bonus content go to adventcalendar.house for all of the 12 wonderful episodes that you're sure to love from our friend mike thank you again yay thank you guys bye bye y'all we get it almost every night And when that moon gets big and bright It's supernatural delight Everybody was dancing in the moonlight Everybody here is out of sight They don't bark and they don't bite They keep things loose Everybody was dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright Such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Like I'm fun and we never fight You can dance and stay uptight It's a supernatural delight